Hey guys, welcome to episode 203 of the podcast as Boys of Summer rolls along with the marvelous Gary Anthony Williams. If you don't already know um, Gary's work, I bet you do. You might not know that you do, but uh, if you give him a Google, you'll figure out that he's been on every single funny, wonderful thing in the world. Um, uh, it felt like the right episode to release this week because I am recording this intro on my phone from Atlanta where I am shooting Dana Gould's new series, uh, against evil for IFC. I'm so excited about it. I will tell you more about it as uh, as we go along. And um, uh, the other thing I just wanted to say was, you know, it's been a strange week so far after this weekend's activities this last weekend in Orlando and thwarted attempts uh, at potential violence in Los Angeles um, during Pride Month. And I just wanted to thank you guys for being just a wonderful group of listeners and uh, for just helping me remember how much good there is in the world. And um, that couldn't be more important in times like this. So thank you for that. Enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Person who's ever come in, I'm already podcasting. It's already underway. You're uh, the first person who's come in and been wait a minute, able hold on. to. We are, we're in the middle of the podcast right now. The the middle. What I do is here's what I do. Okay, I record it in order. Then uh, I chop it up into six pieces and then scatter them throughout the podcast. Okay. And then it's a puzzle where people have to put it back but together the, and figure the out they want it. what is what because is the I was, order. This was the most eased into podcasts i've ever been involved in usually oh, there's yeah. a light that goes off no. the massage therapist no. and i say massage by the way <laughs> you certainly yeah. do the massage do you therapist say i comes? left you a voice m- massage massage yeah i left you a voice massage yeah yeah why oh no i don't know i that's uh no no, no. i was just making sure you said the same oh, I'm way from i do the south, so we talk very fancy that makes sense oh god you've already got me thinking about another thing i wanted to say okay. number one your car is very sensitive. Yeah. You, were, you touched your key, and I feel yeah. like you're parked a, a block away, and you still I, needed I to. And, we, and I heard it. Yeah. I didn't trust you. You made me listen. Yep. You made yeah. me open up my heart. Right. And I heard I the made beat. you listen with the heart. Because a lot of people make the mistake, and this is coming from me having a medical degree. Uh-huh. A lot of people make the mistake <laughs> of listening with their ears. Yeah. Oh. But listen rookie with the, mistake. Uh, rookie mistake. And by uh, rookie, I mean karmically. Like, yeah, we all, karmic we're rookie. all reborn into different lives. Right. People who've been around a few hundred lives, yeah. they listen with their hearts. Yeah, let's do that. Tell me that the the words "karmic rookie" would not make a great title for a book. You tell me that. I you like tell it. me that with truth on your face, and I'll call you a liar. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because car, the karmic rookie, karmic rookie, dude, that's a great name. Um, I am uh, pitching a show right now called <laughs> that involves the word rookie. It does. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's time. I do know that maybe time travel time. is very big this season. Is it? Uh, yeah, there are like two or three time travel shows that were pitched to the major anything networks. About yeah. anything. They I all got picked attention. up. Yeah. Wow, time travel. Yeah. And did every you, are you did you come from the future and if so, can you tell me if those shows have been successful? I can, I come from just slightly in the past. And I mean I just see, I see. slightly. Like you're just arriving I'm in my house. I'm about to get in. Yep, I'm getting out of my car. Interesting. Interesting. I'm looking at your neighbor's house. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh 
this is the other thing I was going to say before I forgot was that I was doing something else and the television was on and I heard your voice Uh and it was unmistakable giving uh, a tour of Uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Oh my God. It's possible you weren't giving a tour of the movie. You may have given, you may have been in it giving a tour. You know, the funny part is, is you, everything you said is true. Hi, my name is Gary Anthony Williams. (laughs) Years ago, years ago, I got, a job when I was living in a, in Hotlanta, Georgia. Because as you, that's what made me think of it, right? Yeah. You said you were from the South. That's it, and you thought right. And uh, I got this job, and they said you're going to be driving this bus. And they like, can you drive a bus? I was like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And so they said we'll get you down there a day early just so you get used to it. So I get down there. I'd only driven a stick shift once, and that's when I moved from my little town of Fayetteville to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And my dad went with me, and uh, I drove the stick shift. I drove all my furniture up there. Mm-hmm. Only time I ever driven a stick shift. <laughs> I get down there to Savannah, Georgia, to film Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And it was an English double-decker bus. Yeah, that's a hard... Like- that's a big. I, yeah, I looked at big it. Bus. I, I made eye contact with that yeah. bus in the film, and everything's on the wrong side. Like oh, the steering wheel's on the opposite side. And the they shift told you is on the op- nothing. No, about so I get in. They were like, "We'll take the guy out, the this guy out with you." So I go out, and I'm this guy's driving me around Savannah, and this, he's like, "Well, you'll be driving basically this route." And he goes, you know, it's pretty much the same clearance as the 18-wheeler, blah, blah. And I was like, as what? He's like, <laughs> he said, you're a professional driver, right? And I was like, no. And he went, shit. <laughs> and so the next day, I'm driving this bus through Savannah. And they have it loaded with background extras and John Cusack. Yeah. And it's two stories. And there are the, all these big live oaks hanging down over. And these people have no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, and I mean, geez. I have none. Yesterday was the first time I set foot in this bus. It's the second time I've ever driven a stick shift. And the gas and clutch and the gear shift is on the opposite side. And I have no idea Good what Christ. the heck I'm doing. Nobody died. Nobody died. That's all it you, was, that's um, the best you can say. Did was, you feel like, how did you feel your performance was under those circumstances? And since some of it ends up being voiceover, a did they let you voiceover. come in and do sort no, of No, I did the voiceover live. All on the bus. This was a young director by the name of, I don't know, Clint Eastwood. Oh, directing hello. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know who that is. Oh, dear, dear, dear <laughs> me. Oh, the days of Hollywood in oh, Savannah. Oh, my goodness. Um, how was no, he? I. Clint Eastwood was. He was Clint Eastwood. He was the. He's am- the mayor of Carmel. He's is a- how he was. He's the absolute best. Yeah. Like he never says action, ever. He just says something like, "All right, go ahead," uh-huh. or "When you're ready." Uh-huh. He was the absolute best. Super dry sense of humor. Yeah. The absolute best. And John Cusack was in the movie, so that not terrible. And then Mr. Kevin Spacey in one of Kevin his Spacey, early sociopathic roles. Yeah, Kevin Spacey was great. Kevin Spacey was great. And Clint Eastwood was great. Yeah. And also John Cusack was in the movie. He <laughs> I see. He was in the movie. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Now, I am deriving some uh, thoughts based on some of the things that, the way that you, the nuanced way. Oh, no, no. John Cusack was in the movie. Okay. <laughs> and Kevin Spacey was terrific. And Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood was Fantastic. Okay. He and really was. And you were, you were saying that John Cusack was also yeah, he's in, in it. it. He's in the movie. Okay, too. great. 
Huh. Yeah. All right. I here's what now this is another comment I want to make and I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if I could have a narrator uh, voice just voicing over mm-hmm. my every moment, mm-hmm. you're the voice I would want. Oh, thank that, that does not make me uncomfortable. Okay, good. Because um, how available are you? Because this is a full time job. Already done. Okay. I have several. I have several audio tapes out in the oh, car. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, so I tapes. so the narration comes first, and I just have to follow it. So oh no! I've been watching you. Matches. I've been watching you. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, great trip to Trader Joe's the other day. <laughs> Thank you, you so yeah. much. Wow. Uh, I, you know, you were asking me if I narrated after or during. I did everything. I did was during that. Like they had the that's camera so on t- me so just stressful. in case they used any because they used a little bit of it. Yeah, but no, it was it was it was stressful because I didn't know what I was doing and there were lives at stake. There were lives. There were there lives were, at stake. There were lives at stake. There were lives at stake. There were live oaks at stake. Oh my god! Yeah, and you're welcome. Yeah, that was a double decker joke. No, that was, <laughs> and a double a double decker double on. You know what? I gotta get. My brain moving when I know you're coming over. That's what happened. I but woke you, up at I woke up at like nine. Uh, nine American time. Nine American time. Okay. And that not nine Garden of the Good of Evil. No, that would evil. be because that the Good be, of Evil is something I want to see. I want to see evil. what the Good of Evil again. Is. A great book title, right? Uh, Karmic rookie. The Good, the of, good evil. of Evil. Yeah, I think. That's like always looking for an upside to like Mussolini. You see what I could have done? Could have gone to Hitler, skipped right. past you, Hitler, you skip, you, oh, went from A to C. That's, a, that's, an, improv, over that's an improv skill. You're known right there. for skipping over yeah. Hitler. <laughs> like that's what, you know, tell me about Varney. She's very talented, but above all, she skips over Hitler. Yeah. Like, what? She doesn't spend time concentrating on Hitler? Oh, no, no. No, no, no. She no, goes no. right past I Hitler. find him insignificant. <laughs> I, I just know. don't even. If, I he, if find he was him. even real. Right, that is true. I, yeah. I find him significant hmm. i might skip over him because i don't want to talk about him yeah but i actually find him significant he's a speck did you hear how i got to- i did that <laughs> you did don't do that that much of my voiceover but i will say this i'm just you know i was uh first of all voiceover is a a dumb man's job but um Disagree. i had some i had some vocal injuries um and i, I wasn't able to do that but oh, okay. now I can do that right When you now. say vocal injuries, I assume you I got in a fight and someone punched you yeah, in the larynx. Yeah, I got punched larynx. in the throat. Got, got it. I punched <laughs> right in the larynx. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And it was very specific. And the guy said to me before the fight, um, let me tell you how this is going to end. Uh-huh. <laughs> one of us is going to get punched in the larynx and uh-huh. one is not. Yeah. And then he said, and the one that's going to get punched in the larynx is you. Okay. So I knew it. He had told me that. And well, that's actually I didn't even try to guard my larynx because it was like, I know it's going to happen. Right. Because I'm a little bit Or did you feel like... I'm from the past. Right, right, right. So I knew it was going to happen. So I just let it... I just... As you You like to say... Leaned into it. As you like to say, I leaned into it. Yeah. I L... Didn't skip over it. I leaned into it. L-I-I is not catchy. It's not a catchy... You never hashtag anything L-I-I. Hashtag L-I-I. You never do. I think people will be like, Long Island in Island? No. Lean into it. Lean into it. How do you, when you're going to, when you're telling people to lean into it on Twitter, how do you, what do you say? I only shorten part of it. I okay. say, you got to lean into I. Oh. And some people misunderstand. <laughs> yeah. They think I'm saying lean into me. Yeah. But I'm like, no, you know that I use proper grammar. So right. clearly, I'm, clearly not I'm not saying lean saying into that. me. I'm saying lean into I. Yeah. To me, saying the word it is, Ugh. Uh, what a mouthful. First of all, that <laughs> eh sign at the beginning oh, of it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, give me eh. a beautiful, sophisticated, a regal, long eye. You know? If you say certain words like I, like I, 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 try that and it makes, tell me for real, not no, all joking aside, yeah. does that not make you happy to go that? Yeah, it almost forms your mouth into a smile. It forms a smile. A smile. Even the word joy, 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 Anything that hits back there. Doinklet, doinklet, doinklet. That makes me happy. Realized I want to name a child doinklet. Have you met my happiest child, doinklet? I don't think as soon as doinklet got in like Sid. Oh. Sid. Also, don't you name, name your after, kid after. That's right. Don't name it after. Now, what is Gary short for? Oh, glad you asked. <laughs> uh, is it short for glad you ask? G- no, it's 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 actually not short. For, it's Garai. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I believe uh-huh. I have to ask my wife because her family owned mine. <laughs> so I believe I'll ask him what that. I know it's an old family name from the white yeah. side of the. Family. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Um, you are from, did you say Fayetteville? Fayetteville, Georgia. Fayetteville. That's you can say those... Fayetteville or you can say Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Or Fayetteville. Nobody Fayetteville. who lives down there goes Fayetteville, but okay. they'll say Fayetteville or Fayetteville. 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 The, uh, the Southern whites tend to say Fayetteville. Do they really? Yeah. And the blacks say Fayetteville. Oh, see, that's Fayetteville. What, that's already a, a huge point on the, no, then the blacks own the whites down in uh, the South. Is that uh, well, it? Tyler Perry. I usually is skip there. over that part of history because Tyler Perry is there. But. Tyler Perry has done something called a buyback program where he's bought back a lot of the <laughs> So he found out which families owned his, and now he's bought those white that families. That is terrific. We're changing things down there. I think that's wonderful. It feels good. Side note, I have this little thing. Do you ever buy shirts like this? Or is I this do. a woman shirt? Okay. Yes. I didn't know if this is a woman shirt thing or a guy shirt thing or if it was unisex. It's but very this popular tongue, now. This now, like tongue where you, you guys, you yeah. know, you roll up your sleeves yep. and then there's like this thing they think is going to be helpful if, that's like, hey, I'm going to lock this into place. I lock mine it in up. The, I'm going to wear one tonight, by the way. This is... I uh, lock it into to? place. But see, here's the problem is yep. I want mine buttoned above the elbow. Yeah. And the, so where then you this got a button problem. is, the tongue stretch far surpasses. You've got to get... Yeah, because those things... I got to sew this Those are designed to hang mid-arm. Just below, yeah. Yeah. So you got to get you got to get to a tailor's immediately yeah. I think, and let oh, them... I think I could do it myself. That, <laughs> I think I could DIY Whoa. hashtag... L-I-I. You gotta you gotta sit into it sometimes. You gotta sit on the Don't even lean. Sit right into it. S I I. Fuck leaning. Oh, these are the good times. Aren't they? Now, I you I'm appreciate that you get the you like the tongue on your shirt. I do because I just normally I never would wear a shirt rolled up like that. But now that I do wear them rolled up, it's like, I don't, who's got time to keep the shirt rolled up? You need a tongue. You, got, you need that tongue. Yeah. The problem is you have to start rolling it exactly right from the bottom. Yeah, it's like a math problem. Perfect. It it's is. a math problem. It's a, maybe more of a physics uh, geometry type it's, thing. It's, I'm not it's, really it's sure. all the same thing. I know you have to square the root. I'm pretty sure. Now, you're going to wear that to a show. Now, when you say you're going to wear it tonight. Uh-huh, tonight. Now, listen, this is not live, so I can't really promote the show. Yes, I know can. I told you this was live, but yeah. I can promote it's it live. on the grand scheme of things. No, this is live. Okay, well, okay. Uh, I think oh, th- I'm, I'm hearing that we're going to start taking calls in a few minutes. Oh, good. Yeah. I can't wait. But you are going, I also can't wait. This is going to be real interesting. Uh, you will be doing the black version. Yeah, yeah, think, tonight. Exactly. Which I tonight, and this love, is love, live, love, 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 love. so it's tonight. That's right, tonight. 
tickets uh, still available? Tonight, tickets there. Largo. It, it will be sold out. I heard tonight, I'm sure that's but true. right now it's still available. So get on those okay. lines right, right now. Who's doing the show tonight? Me, uh, Gary Anthony Williams, Jordan Black, who created the Black version, and is a fantastic human, fantastic guy. Uh, Phil Lamar. Uh, also He's been on the podcast. Guy. Well, he should be it, on every podcast. I'm, I feel appalled that uh, a couple of these people have been on the podcast before you, but I know we've talked about oh, doing it. I don't mind. Years I don't since. mind. I don't yeah. mind. All right. I'm glad. Because uh, Phil Lamar I have no respect for. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why would I have someone like Phil that He's I don't what we respect. call an ass in the business. You know? And uh, it's like, get an education. Right? Get a college yeah, education, yeah, jackass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dummy. Uh, Cedric Yarbrough. Wonderful. Uh, who's killing it right now? He's getting every acting job. Uh, Danielle Gaither. Been on the podcast. Naima Funk. Naima Amazing. Yeah, na- Amazing Naima Funk. And then Karen Moriyama directs. Moriyama, she's fantastic. She's also fantastic. Talk about a mm. well oiled machine. Mm. That's what the black Karen Moriyama. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karen and Moriyama. Karen. And the black. So, for those who don't know us, it's an all black improv group. Uh, and the audience gives us a typically white movie mm-hmm. that's something iconic, and then we perform the black version of that movie. So good. It's really But here's fun. the thing. Here's the thing I'll say. Just say it. it. What I think is the most, like that is a very specific concept, mm-hmm. and what I, what I love about the show is never has there been more proof that you can have the most specific concept in the world, which plays out beautifully in the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. But you're so fucking funny that that feels incidental. Like you forget that that's like, to me, you sort of forget like, oh, right. That's what they do every time uh-huh, uh-huh. because it's, you, it's just fu- like you could do, you guys could do anything together from my point of view. I love it's, exactly what you're yeah. doing, but I think that's the, sh- th- that is such a mark of brilliance when you're, you forget to even think about like, oh, this is what, this is the hook of the show. Uh-huh. Because you're, you guys are brilliant. I think the cool thing is like everybody in that show truly loves each other and loves working it's together. It's so obvious. Yeah. And it's such a joy. And it's so shared with the audience. Yeah, and the so audience fun. feels such a part of it. Yeah. It's one of the best. It's one of, it might, you know what? It's my favorite live show. It's my favorite it's live show. It's definitely my favorite. Like I've, I've done improv for a long time time like i had a great group in atlanta they're still there laughing matters. did you go through like dad's garage or something i, or I you... knew the dad's garage guys yeah. so my group was there before dad's garage and then they came into atlanta and now my group like tommy futch who started laughing matters he's one of the founding members he works with dad's garage all the time yeah he does yeah, laughing yeah. matters shows he does dad's garage nice both of those groups if you're in atlanta definitely go see those groups absolutely nothing bad about them absolutely uh and then i just moved out here and met a bunch of people at different groups like at the groundlings I met a bunch of those guys in iOS. Did and, you go through any of the programs or you just no. kind of connected when with I them? When I moved out here, someone? I didn't know how to do long-form improv. Mm-hmm. So I had one class with a guy named Jeff Machalski. Okay. From, uh, he was a Second City alumni. And then he was like, dude, why don't you just come do Second City shows with us? So I started doing Second City alumni shows with those guys. And uh, that was basically it when I moved out here. Yeah. Killed it. Immediately yeah. is basically it, yeah, what it, you're saying. Because you know, I have been doing it forever in Atlanta. What? Even though when I started out, I was in college, and there was this guy who told me I should. He gave me a one. <laughs> he came to my college and did a one day improv seminar, uh-huh. and he pulled me aside. He separated me from the group and told me, "Don't do improv. It's not for you." Oh, yeah. 
His name wow. is John Forrest Ferguson. He's well, still with us. We are going to give him a chance to defend himself, John. Is he in Could here? you come in here, please? He? I wouldn't be mad at him because he actually. He's an actor in Atlanta. He was, and a director and producer. Why did he and single he, you out? I don't know. And, That's and an in the long run, That's all that did was give story. me fuel and go. Yeah, I'll show you. Which is kind of I operate well, more on that. Than I don't know if I do. Because these I guys do. know, I, I think I do now, uh-huh. but like my college version of that was that there was, there's this thing, were you in theater too in college? Yeah, I yeah. Play no theater. Did you have like the Irene Ryan award thing? No. I'm there was here. like some sort of award that also could take you to compete in some sort of okay. like regional sure. college theater thing. And, um, and I was in a show, these guys know, but anyway, the point of this is I was in a show uh, I was in the Merry Wives of Windsor. I was one of the okay. Merry Wives. Yeah. And um, I didn't, like, the in my cast, the nominees for the Irene Ryan Award were my fellow wife and her, the guy who played her husband and then the other lead. But uh-uh. the guy who played her husband was not one of the leads. So it was like, I could not have been more overlooked. It was like, here's the three main characters of the Merry Wives of Windsor. Two of them are getting an award nomination and Jana Varney isn't. And we're giving the award nomination to this other person. And I was so crushed and confused. And I like really pulled back from performing. I really thought, and it was such a small thing, but I couldn't talk myself out of not thinking like, I think I'm really my, so my point is good for you because I fear that if I had taken that seminar and someone said that I would never have gone back to improv. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, my dad was in world war two and he kind of had a, (laughs) he kind of had a, there's certain things that he just doubted and distrust. Like he, like he hated the war. Yeah. hated it yeah. because it was at a real time it was like really blacks you stay over here and whites stay over there so there but was by a, the way fight for fight and die for our country oh, exactly yeah. no when they as he said like when we were over there it was fine we were all protecting each other he said as soon as the war was over and the ship was on the way back to america it was you get over there now so Gosh. he had this real kind of whatever kind of attitude don't listen to this kind of attitude and definitely that rubbed off on me yeah so i wasn't about to listen to some guy tell him it's like what that just made me go all right we'll see right and then that next year i was i got hired to do a show that he was directing at the theater in atlanta at the academy theater and i was like hey how you doing yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i never it never made me mad at him or anything it was just like there's another person in the world who doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. The world's full of those people. Well, you don't come off to me like a particularly temperamental person anyway. Oh, and we've worked together actually quite a bit. Yeah. And we not enough for my taste. Like, but we, you're one of the first people I worked with when I moved to L.A. Because we started. Really? Yeah. I mean, Doing we've what? done at least two web series together. Yeah. But what was the one that uh, when you first I moved? I didn't know when you. the thing we did together. I didn't even know when you moved here. I remember working with you on a. Um, we worked on Sean's thing, yeah, and I can't remember yeah. if we worked on something before that or did, since. We didn't we work on Brian Cranston's thing together, mm-hmm. did we? Yeah. Yeah, I remember working with you on Sean's thing. Yeah, and I don't remember all the other. I know that you are so responsible for the Certainly the for black Sketch version, Sketch. like in San Francisco. Oh, like, God, thank I you for all of that stuff. Yeah. At that music festival last year, which was mm-hmm. a trip. Yeah, yeah, outside. Land. I got to oh, see Elton so John. Fun. I'm so <gasps> glad. Uh, but I do need to say it is Sir Elton John. So please. No. Oh, I. He's not, a knight. I know, but he I mean, told me I could. Knight. 
Oh, 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 I got call it. Him so Elton. He, okay, I'm, I really yeah. apologize. I, yeah. Should I call you, sir? No, 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 I don't I'm know just, how that works. I'm like, I don't know if it works it. where if you don't have to call someone else, sir, then they have to, no, someone else no, has to call you, sir. No, no. Okay. I'm just a regular guy. Listen to you. Makes his own sweaters. Whatever. Oh, boy. Wow. That's hmm? really impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, by knitting them or like just, magic? I just make them. Okay. <laughs> I just make them. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, your dad and kind of what he instilled in you, uh, did that, do you have a large family? Did that carry over? I come from siblings? a huge family. Six sisters, two oh, wow. brothers, oh, one wow, mother, wow. one father. Okay. Um, None of them are halves. It's all a family all that holes, stay together. Family all plays together. I think there are some halves together. that I never met, actually, before my dad and my mother got together. Or maybe okay. after. I don't know. I'm not going to question. <laughs> I'm not going to question them. Yeah, great. Good, good job. And then there was one baby. She, my mother actually had 10 kids. There was one who died as a baby before I was born. So she had 10 of us. Heavens to uh, Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. That's a lot of work. Yeah, just was having there them other, is a lot of work. Was there extended family who was helping out with all those kids? Or did the kids become the when, family the that kids helps out become, with kids? Uh, What's the we age were, differences? Uh, she pretty much had a kid every two years. And then I was born and she was like, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And then she went, then eight years later, she went, nope, you know what? I got one more in me. And then she, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like it's a song oh, at yeah. a Barbara Streisand yeah. set. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I thought after that guy punched me in the larynx, I couldn't sing another right. song, but I, I do have I one do, more I have in one me. more song in yeah. me. <laughs> then she had my little sister, Erica. So every two years, except there's an eight-year difference. And then How the young was she one. when she had her first baby? I don't know. I haven't done that math. Okay. God, what a I haven't done and, the she, math. and was she a tough cookie? Did you were you were do you guys have live discipline in the house? Oh yeah. You I mean can't that's just that, how yeah. You can't I have that many kids and mayhem. not have them have a healthy dose of fear mm-hmm, of you. Mm-hmm. Like you got to, right? Yeah. They gotta be afraid that at any moment something bad can happen to you. <laughs> Unlike my kid who when he was about five, six, maybe seven, maybe a little tiny bit older, he said we were eating dinner and it was not a contentious moment in the household everything was fine yeah and um did i use that word right maybe yeah absolutely household did i oh uh, yeah i think Um, so i think so everything was fine and and he said you know i thought about all the punishments that you and mom could do to me and they're really not that bad (gasps) which i think is a brilliant way to live your life first of all yeah yeah like if you got a boss and it's like oh man i'm afraid of work i don't know what's gonna happen And, and, and you think what's the worst he can do Right. It's not that big a deal. Right. I did not grow up. It's really not that big because I, I don't know what this man's going to do. Uh-huh. This woman's going to do. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, there was uh, definitely, there was definitely discipline. Like, nobody was, you didn't screw around now. Yeah. And you, and you, we didn't really have bedtimes. It wasn't like that because we weren't white. Only white people had bedtimes. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's still true. But, you know, you had to get good grades in school, you know, like you didn't come home with like, F's or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like everybody did well, and most of my sisters and brothers are athletes. I wasn't. I was never. I didn't know I was coordinated at that that point in mm-hmm. life. Did no. you? No, now, I now you no, do I know. Do. Now I know I'm amazingly coordinated. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. How long did that take to figure out? I in college, <laughs> in college, I was probably about 360 pounds or so. Okay, and. uh I decided as a joke, me, my buddy Jerry, and my buddy Donna, like, let's take badminton as a class. Mm-hmm. So we took badminton, and I quickly rose up the ranks. Is that true? Ba- yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was beating all the athletes to the point that the coach was pissed 
at me because I was beating all his jocks, uh-huh. you know. So he challenged me to a badminton game oh one day. <laughs> He's so mad at me. But I was like 360 pounds just taking down these athletes. And a lot of times I would play two people. Yeah. It was me against two people on the other Holy side of the shit. net playing badminton. And Gary. I was like, oh, I can play badminton. Yeah. And then later I taught myself to play tennis. Well, my friend Deborah Bernagozzi, she kind of just showed me some basics. But I love tennis I so much. I kind of taught my – and I'm self-taught, so I know I do a lot of stuff wrong. But it was fun, and I was like – and it made me go, wow, if I had tried this earlier, yeah. I probably would be good at tennis. Yeah, yeah. I I did not take any tennis or no – I never held a tennis racket or anything until a few years ago here. I had a buddy who was just so like, hey, I got this. And somehow – I feel like this has happened to me and I'm so glad it has, but yeah. like in my thirties, that has, that been like a, a, a decade of like, Oh, I could do this too. Like there's been, especially yeah. in my late thirties, yeah. there's been a lot of like, well, why, why not try this? There, yeah. And and for some reason, and I don't feel like I'm a particularly like buttoned down sort of like person that's like, I couldn't possibly do such and such, uh-huh. but there was so much in my childhood that just never kind of came into my periphery even. Yeah. And, and I got, I think good at an early age. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but where I just, I, I assigned a lot of things to other people like, Oh, that person does that. That's not a thing I do. Uh-huh. That person does that. Oh, I wouldn't know how to do that. Uh-huh. And I can't believe it took me this long, but I'm so glad it did because I don't now I just look forward to getting older because I feel like what else is in store yeah where I, where's he, he he just cracked it open for me he was like I just am tr- I'm just learning how to play tennis no one's teaching me but like I just love watching so tennis fun. and I thought how hard can it be and of course it can be very hard but he was like I just love hitting the ball back and forth and getting that cardio and yeah he just made it sound so like okay to yeah. not be immediately great at yeah it. absolutely and I think that's true of so many things where I, I was like oh I can just no one is telling me what yeah. their expectation is. Yeah. I can go in and have whatever experience I want yeah. and get whatever I want out of it. I don't owe anyone yeah. any particular yeah. you know, course of doing something. And I love it for that reason. It just yeah. feels so fun and freeing. And it's fun. It's very zen once you kind of, you know, yeah. once you're just like getting in your and focusing. You're just, and you're out there, you know, you're Absolutely. out there in, in, in the nature. In the nature. Yeah. I love it. A buddy of mine recently, she, she does the bow and arrows, Robin. And she's like, that seems and I appropriate. Like, oh, I mean, her name's Robin, for that. God's sake. Huh? I said her name's Robin. How can she not be? She a has nurturer? to be a bow and arrowist. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she also has to rob from the rich and give to the poor. She does. Okay, I don't good. know if she has to legally. I don't know if I there's think, a contract. I think she does. She definitely does. That. Okay, good. And I happen to be super rich, so she's taking a lot of money from wow. me. Wow. Super rich. I guess that's I'm, good and bad. I'm, as they say, Phil Lamar rich. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I don't said. know if you've been to Phil Lamar's home, but it floats. Um,. In the air. Uh, but she took me out to the bow and arrowist range. And I was like, well, how much is it? It's probably expensive. She goes, it's free. Yeah. Here in L.A., you can just go to this place. They fit you for your bow and give you your arrow length. And they give you the little hand things on you. And you go learn how to shoot bow and arrow. And how and is like, that? That seems extraordinarily so hard fun. to me. But it was really fun. Yeah, it's so fun. I got to go back. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun. I would like to go. So if I can combine yeah. tennis... And, and archery. Arrow. Oh, please. Feels uh, like a no-brainer. Uh, uh, oh, that almost sounded well. painful for but you. Uh, yeah, that uh, almost, uh, I, was, uh, I thought maybe it was a painful. That's good for you. No. I'm teaching my voiceover class. That's very Popeye. Did you read my new voiceover book? I'm afraid I have Uh It's on 
it's on Twitter. I put one. I just decided to release it one page at a time. Oh, wonderful! A, I did I one really tweet did. at a time or one page. At one a time? tweet at a time. One page at a time. Okay. It's three pages. Okay, <laughs> all right. It really is. Listen, it's, all it's it, I think le- again legally, and I do. I know I'm making a lot of legal references here yeah. with Robin well, you're a lawyer. and stuff, but. Uh, legally, a book, as long as it's over two pages, it's a book. Okay. Legally. Because before that, it's just a, a bifold pamphlet. That's right. <laughs> Could you write that's a right. book that's merely a bifold pamphlet? Uh, I don't think so. I just figured I needed a beginning, I needed a middle, and I, I don't, needed no. an end. Uh, what was the third one? Is, is the, the call coming? <laughs> the middle. Uh, caller, you're middle. on with Gary Anthony Williams. Gary, I'm interested to know what the middle part of the middle is of your book. The the middle of the middle. That's right. But I'm sorry. It's just the middle. Uh, it's like uh, you know, the beginning sets it up, and the end wraps it up. So this is where the stuff is actually happening, where, where it's going on, like where you wonder what's going to happen next. To me, that just sounds like filler. No, no, it's the good stuff. Like in a sandwich, like there's bread, right? Or I love or bread, lettuce. Gary. Gary, huh? I love bread. Okay. This isn't about the bread, but this is about just to kind of tell you what the middle is. So in a sandwich, you might If have... your book was a sandwich, what yep. kind of bread would the beginning and the end be? I don't eat bread anymore, so I guess I would have just wrap it in lettuce or... Uh-oh. Oh, dear. I Thank forgot you. to tell you, this is a bread lover's podcast. Okay. I'm so sorry. I Look, I enjoy the taste of bread. Yeah, me too. So I appreciate being on this podcast. I just don't eat it anymore. But well, I think we need to quickly say taste uh, you, do, you do not weigh 360 pounds. Not You've anymore. You've lost a ton of weight just in the time that I've known I've you. I've lost, a, a, as you say, a Celtic ton. I have. I have said a Celtic ton in the past. Yeah. I'll say it again. A Celtic ton said is the equivalent of, I think it's, I want to say it's four Scottish. Four Scottish. Four Scottishes. Four Scottishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Celtic ton <laughs> equals four Scottishes. <laughs> yeah, I have lost, I have lost a lot, a lot of weight. And that's a, that's a thing that. Happens when you're really sick. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sick. But it does. But it, it can, can happen. happen. It can happen when you're really sick. But this is what I want to ask <laughs> about. This is what I want to say. And it's kind of a meta question because it's sort of an obnoxious way of still asking about it while trying to be the cool person who's not really asking about it, if you'll follow. Okay. Which is, that is the kind of thing, like being a pregnant woman, where all of a sudden... People feel like they can comment on something personal oh, gotcha. and and be, and make it mm. more their business or feel. Do you know uh-huh, what I'm saying? Uh-huh. There's a sense of there's a there's there's a much more so than like someone gets a haircut or someone this. Uh-huh. But there's the, there's a specific sort of like I can bring this up, I can talk about it, and you owe me as many answers as I want to ask you questions. Yeah. Does that does that sound like I'm in any way close? I hear what I hear your words and I understand your words. And I get your words. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I don't. Well, and it's a compliment. Obviously, it's always people saying, like, you look great. Oh, my well, God. Well, not and always. Also, not always. Oh, not. But here's the, here's the funny thing that I, you and I are in out in the public, in the public eye. We're on yeah. we're on television. We're yeah. on the movies. From we, time to time. We have hand puppets made uh-huh. that, that, that <laughs> resemble us. So. People expect me to look a certain way in that public eye and even in the private eye. They, when they, you know, see me at my local coffee shop or something and they hadn't seen me in a while. Right. And a lot of people don't, don't even know me. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird. But yeah, people do comment 
on it, but mostly it'll, they'll just make a statement, not so much questions, just like, you've lost so much weight. And that's, and that's the end of that. Right. You know? Right. But I don't, I don't mind. I don't care. They, they're used to seeing, I've been big almost all of my life. Only a couple of times have I like lost any significant amount of weight in my were life. Were you, and you were, so you were kind of a big kid? Always. I was yeah. always, my nickname was Boomer. I'm sure because of the sound I made walking around, but I've always been a big kid. Like, I don't remember ever not being big. I lost some weight like in high school and then I lost some weight maybe in college, right after college or something. And do you associate that it. with any sort of behavior or, or feeling or mood? Or was no, it just I'm not, like, hey, listen, I was, I was a big kid. That's what I understood myself to be. And I yeah. wasn't, it's not like I was eating my feelings. It's not like Not at all. That. Yeah, I was never was that guy. Kid. And I was never, I remember uh, bringing up my son again one time. Him going, he's a very aware of things, and he goes, you don't eat that much. It's not fair that you're that big. Because what I found out after losing weight, or while I started losing weight, is what I was eating is not at all the amount of what I was eating. Because I've never been an overeater. Right. I've never been a heavy eater. I've never been like a late night eater. I've never been any of that kind of stuff. It was what I was eating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, people come on it, comment on it now. Casting directors, they still don't really know what what to do. Uh-huh. You know? It's been years, though, now. It was for the last two years, probably, I've been losing weight. And I'm still losing. So I feel like it's been longer than two years mm-hmm. that, I, that, I, that I saw you and noticed that you lost a, a, a I, I started losing it. And, yeah, you could pretty much... It probably I had probably lost about thirty pounds before people knew what was going on, mm-hmm. but I've lost now a little over one hundred and forty, one hundred and forty something pounds. And what um, what, Christ, what prompted it? Christ, Christ Jesus Christ, Christ prompted it. He came to me eating a burger. Uh-huh. And, no, uh, <laughs> yes, he my, does. My wife, who's white, uh, they thought she had, and this is important in the story. Okay, um, she thought she had celiac. She thought she had celiac. I you pointed have, myself, you, I thought I had it, but mine is all thyroid related. Oh, really? But so many... Well, she has a thyroid issue, so too. So many, yeah. That's so many... That, that's that's like the white woman's disease. Yeah. Thyroid stuff. Yeah, thyroid. Thyroid. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. a white woman disease. Uh, so they thought she had it, so she they took her off of gluten. Mm-hmm. And so just to be moral support, I was like, I'll stop eating gluten with you. And then, then I went... Well, I'll just stop eating like carbs and stuff all together. Yeah. So I cut out the carbs, all of it. No rice, no pasta. And no how bread, soon before you no started potatoes. feeling like, wow, my, well, this is actually, here's I'm the crazy different. part about me. Um, since I've been big all my life and active all my life, I was never the big slow guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was the big light on his foot, play tennis, yeah. run around guy. Yeah. But always in the middle of the day, around two o'clock, I would have like a serious energy dip. And like, I want to take a nap. Um, as soon as I stopped eating carbs, not even when the weight loss happened, when I stopped eating carbs, that big dip went significantly down. Sometimes I still want to take a nap. Usually I just keep going now. But that dip went way down as yeah. soon as I stopped eating carbs. And and it made me mad. It made me so angry. I start saying carbs are the things that keep us from beating our children. <laughs> Because it made me want to just punch anybody's child, not uh-huh. my own. I don't want to mm-hmm. hit my own mm-hmm. kid. But 
and I don't want to hit my neighbor's kids. I love those little guys. <laughs> but people that I don't know very well, sure. I wanted to hit their kids. Sure, sure. Yeah. But it balanced out. Yeah. But that took a couple of months. Oh, yeah. To not, because also I didn't know, like my buddy Jeannie, my writing partner, she's like, She's like a diet expert. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. like, you got to get more protein in you. You got to eat more protein to make up for that. Because what were you eating? I was when just you hungry. Could... Oh, I'm yeah. a vegan. I've been a vegan forever. So oh my gosh! So yeah, me. getting rid of this some so the starches of, and yeah. stuff would be really yeah. That would be really hard. So I good just God, that's really hard. Getting some the veganism was not. Do you eat a lot hard. of nuts and choice. stuff like yeah. nuts and veggies. I've yeah. slowed down on the nut eating now, but I eat a lot of nuts, veg, vegetables, and fruit. Um. But I I love nuts. I love the taste of them. I love the crunch. Yeah, me too. Uh, I eat raw, unsalted nuts. Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. Jam girl. Way to go. What do you like? Almonds. I, almonds are my not my. That, no, that's Phil Lamar. I know we keep bringing him up, but really, that's his nut of I'm choice. So tired of him because claiming if things I, if I and see, then not letting his friends eat them. If I see Phil Lamar and he's if if you see Phil Lamar with a mouthful of nuts, you it's guaranteed it's to be almonds. Okay, it's guaranteed to be almonds. So what's your what? I want to guess. Get, you can guess my nut choices. This is tough because there's not like there's that many that are that delicious raw to me. Okay. To me. Right. And have we have said- a very similar I am inner mouth, you and I. So <laughs> your inner mouth That's and my true. inner mouth probably have a lot of the same. I am. Yeah. Um, cashews? I like cashews a lot, yes. I mean, listen, I love peanuts. I love Do peanuts. Do I eat raw peanuts? I don't know if I eat raw peanuts very often. I've had raw peanuts. I grew up g- raising our own stuff, so I definitely used to eat Frankly, raw, I'm running raw out peanuts. of nuts. Pecans? Yes, I love pecans. Okay, pecans got a love. That's the first love I've gotten well, of a nut naming. Oh, no. Both of those. Oh, I see. Pecans tend to be really oily when I eat them. Okay. Walnuts? Uh, I love walnuts. Yes. What's your favorite? I still haven't gotten to your favorite? Uh, you may have. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have a favorite. Okay. I That's love, also fair. You're if I, if I go to favorite. the local Whole Foodery, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will get a mix of the walnuts, the cashews. I'll put some almonds in there, even though they're Phil Lamar's. That's that. right. Don't uh, I won't tell him. No, no I'm, I'm not going to say anything to him. Uh, look, I don't even talk to him on stage. I'll put the walnuts <laughs> in there. I'll put the Brazil nuts in okay, there. Okay, now listen. I was going to say Brazil nuts, but yeah. then I think Brazil nuts still, to me, it feels like... I'm almost eating an apple. It's so big. It almost feels like it's You've too gotta, much. It's like, why boy, we this, have a, is, this, is a, this is a real undertaking. I better really major, want this. It's a major nut. But if you, I grew up eating them, but they, they have the taste of coconut. When That's you, true. Um, That's true. I like the texture. Them. They almost have that macadamia nut te- texture yeah, that I really like. The macadamias are almost too soft and oily for me. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. My dad is a huge macadamia nut lover and, uh, I could have done with few of them. Although he did the chocolate covered macadamia nuts. I mean, that's oh, that's a see, all that stuff true. is too. Now, what I will do sometimes is I'll buy that raw cacao mm-hmm. beans, little nibs, and I'll break those. I'll I buy the whole bean ones. Okay, all right. And I'll break those son of a guns up, okay. and I'll mix them in my nut bag. That's where the anger comes in. I see it. Am I, I mad now? Flicker of anger about well, those. I was, co- I was actually talking cacao. about something positive. Very angry. Really? You Damn. need to look at that. You really need to look at why you're so I, and angry. It, the crazy part you is crumble them. Yeah, but the oh, crazy part is I was really happy about the idea mm-hmm. of. I was thinking right now when I leave here, I'm going to do two things. Mm-hmm. One, I was going to go for. Uh, I start. I start doing the. As the LAers call it, hike. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is walking up a freaking hill. We're not hiking. Let me tell you something right now. Yeah. Now, what I, 
I'm afraid to say this because I think I'm breaking some rules in the park. Uh-oh. But I pick up, I have a backpack full of picking up trash while I hike in Griffith Park. But I think where I'm hiking is not where they want everyone to be hiking. It's like I'm going on deer runs and I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm not trailblazing, but I am not on those like. So you're really hiking. Mellow. Yeah. I'm not on those sort of like. Here's, you're hiking. Listen, you are going up very high. Like when you take those roads, I know you say it's a hike, quote unquote. You are yeah, definitely if, if you're going to the top, it's it's a it's a easy climb, but it is a steady one. And sure. when you get to the top, you have climbed a tremendous amount. Yeah, of you're higher feet. in certain areas. Yeah. You're higher than a lot of the. You can see planes coming yeah. in lower than you. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's not an exaggeration, you guys. So please don't write in. No, this is real. Uh, this shit is real. Uh, but I have got, and I'm totally serious. Some hikes that i that i do up in that park that are very very much like super high like where you so, need your hands oh wow but see it's so fun it's see, I'm so not, fun uh, normally i'm a flatlander and like, i'm not saying you're scaling a rock you need your hands i just right. mean like you got to kind of there's an area where it's like i could actually push myself up on wow. my with my hand to i don't get know up if this, i'm ready this. for that well, i'm a flatlander i always <laughs> like walking in the flatlands and mm-hmm. then recently i was like I'm going to Iceland, and we got to ride these. Exciting. We're going to ride these sled dogs, Great. and so uh, well, we ride this sled. Not this I think dog. that makes more sense. And so it's like to to ride these dogs, you have to be a certain weight. Mm-hmm. So now I've lost like a hundred and thirty pounds without exercise at all, just casual walking. Yeah, just by diet alone. But to lose these last couple of pounds in order to be able to ride, apparently they have freaking chihuahuas pulling sleds. Yeah, I was going to say. Almost nothing. Yeah, I would not look at you now and say like, boy, he could. That guy's too fat to ride a sled. I would never. And I, that's how I judge people. Yeah. Every person I see on the street, and I've seen you point at too fat to waste. I've seen you point. Yeah. And you'll pull up a picture of a slim Eskimo or Mm -hmm. an Inuit, Mm -hmm. as you like to call them, Mm -hmm. and go, is he is he thin Inuit size Mm -hmm. or is he? Fat Inuit size. There was a point at which I had a full size, like foldable cardboard, where it's almost that. like I would I would have to hold up the person yep. next to yep. the person. I'm better at eyeballing yep. with a smaller You're picture now. You're too fat to ride. That's ride. right. That's right. Uh, exciting though. So now I started the hiking just to lose the weight, just to lose the last couple of pounds to ride the dog mm-hmm. sled because mm-hmm. I was walking, but it's like you burn a whole lot more food out of your belly yeah going up those hills get up those hills but i don't think i'm at your area where i gotta put my hand down all right i understand yeah, i'm still walking training erect okay <laughs> you're I not very you're erect. not heading back to the monkey era no. like i am all erect, which i straight, proudly am straight back won't even lean if i need to but listen to this can't wouldn't it be fun to be able to swing from vine to vine i mean if, uh, to have a, a prehensile tail, I don't know. It sounds if I a little racist because right. you're asking it to a black dude. I guess. Uh, but, yes. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to do that? Well, my is dreams. That, is that, is that, that, that's a whole other thing. Your uh, dream is to become a. My, I no. was going to get into like a serious conversation we about get unconscious versus conscious versus let's, let's I get, like if you don't get into, if you don't see it that way. Let me say what like, my dream well, is, and then let's yeah. let's just get into it. Yeah. Uh, I almost every night I dream of flying. I have flying dreams. I dream <gasps> Good of it for you. Most, I don't have mostly them as much. nightly. Yeah, they're amazing, and anybody who has them knows that feeling. There's a there's this physical. And mental feeling, if you have a flying dream, that everybody who flies in their dreams gets them. One time it almost got me hurt because my son had just been born. I wasn't sleeping. I had a movie to shoot in Canada. 
it was 10 days after he was born. And I was like, I, I haven't had any sleep. And my wife said, when you get to Canada, get some Tylenol PM. They have codeine in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And take those. They'll help you go to sleep. So I get there late. The guy drops me at the store. I grab them. I take two. I never had any in my life. And I was like, I'll just take a beer to make sure it works. I had a beer. Lay down. Phone rings. Hey, we'll pick you up in the morning. Great. What time? 4 a.m. And it was like 12 or something. Oh, God. It's like, okay. So I fall asleep. And I mean, out cold. Yeah. Best sleep I've had since my kid was born. Uh-huh. I wake up absolutely refreshed. I mean, feeling great. Go into the makeup trailer. The lady puts on my makeup. And I start about to walk out the trailer. And I say, I think I'll just fly down the stairs. And she goes, what? And then I realize, fuck, I am, I'm still asleep. Yeah. But I'm awake. Yeah. I was in like an altered. Yeah. It's like those people on Ambien, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. I was like, oh. And then I get nothing. Nothing. And so that was Harold and Kumar go to White House. Oh, and so, that's a gr- listen, that's a great story. Thank you. Well, I'm when I look back that at that movie, I look at it and go, I don't remember shooting most of that. <laughs> I really don't because oh. I was in that yeah. altered yeah. situation. That oh, day. my God. That's yeah. so crazy. If she hadn't gone, what? And shaking me back what to reality, I was about to do what I do in my dreams. Yeah. Straighten my legs oh and then God. just jump straight out yeah, and yeah. then just take off flying. Yeah. I would have just freaking, oh, Jesus. I would have broken things. Oh, There's no God. way I wouldn't have broken things that's jumping out bananas. of that <laughs> Because that's the thing, right? Is that there are so many things I experience in dreams where I don't know how complicated our brains are that, that they enable us to have this feeling. But I've said this uh, to people when we talk about flying dreams before. Not on the podcast, believe no. it or not. Oh, Every once in a while, I'll have a conversation right. that's not recorded. Oh, um, I know that seems weird. Yeah, but uh, but it's so it it it's just such a dream cliche to say this, but it's like I shouldn't know how that feels so well. Yeah, unless somehow we know how that feels. Like and we're every, tapping into something really old or something. Is something it is a very yeah, specific feeling. Yeah. And it is not the same feeling as, you know, doing a long jump. And no. it's not the same feeling as being on a swing. It no. is a totally unique, yeah. very specific yeah. and feeling. And for people who don't have flying dreams, they don't they don't get it. Yeah. But everybody who has them has an unexplainable, amazing feeling yeah everybody yeah i haven't talked to anybody who flies that don't have that yeah i don't know how to describe it because it's a it's an emotional feeling but there is a physical there's a lot of there's a physical feeling to it that is that i totally understand too and you just half awake and being like i think i can tap into that like i think this you know this is oh yeah i know that feeling i'm very close to it right now i can feel it so i must be able to then do this and i have I have lucid dreams. It's rare that I dream that I don't know that I'm dreaming. Same. So I can go, I can, I can go, oh, I think I'll just fly over that thing. Like, I know I'm awake. And I go, I say, I know I'm dreaming. I'm like, I hope I don't wake up because I really want to go fly same, same, over same, that bill. Yeah. That's so great. It feels good to. And for your whole life, you've had that? Yeah, all my life. Oh, what a. All my life. That's wonderful. Did you ever, do you ever have nightmares? Did anything ever like, like bad feelings ever manifest themselves? I used dream? to have weird nightmares. My my <laughs> my biggest nightmare, and I don't have it anymore, was being at home and my dad in my dream. I'd be 
doing something and my dad would send me over near the water faucet at my house and every I would go over there and every time I go over in the dream there was this chocolate head it was like a human head small and round like a baby's head but it was just made out of chocolate and there'd be a chocolate head there so even when I was <laughs> awake I keep waiting for this to get scarier yeah, well, <laughs> it just got there even when I was awake and, and I was helping my dad wash the car in real life and he'd go go turn the water off or he would say it like this Gaty, go turn that water off. And then I would go over there, and I was always in real life like, oh, my God, I hope I I don't see the chocolate head. I hope I don't see the chocolate head. Even now, if I go to my family's old house, if I look over there near that water faucet, I go, I I always think, at least think about the chocolate head. God, what threat was the chocolate head presenting? That I mean, I have dreams about black widows, because that's what I was scared of when I was a kid, because we had them in Arizona. Yeah. So I, I can draw that line, but like... I, is this a black thing? I guess that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, well, your black widow is a black thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what the chocolate head represents. It was a disembodied head, which I guess. But it was chocolate. It was chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I also have, a, I used to have a huge uh, fear of spiders as well. And sometimes I will dream about spiders. Especially like right around now is spring, which means I got to get out and clean off my pool furniture. Yeah. Oh, don't and, even. But luckily, lately, all of the widows have been those brown widows. What? That's not better. But yeah, they don't kill you. They they can't. They're just as bad. Their no, bite is just as bad. No, they're not. Brown widows aren't as bad as black widows. Not at all. A what? brown recluse. That's a different situation. A brown widow can still deliver no. a painful bite that's poison. But brown widows won't kill you. Well, black widows won't really kill you anymore, unless you just don't go to the hospital. That's it. When when my wife was in the hospital, one of my agents' dads was there. In the hospital for several days as they worked to get the poison out of him because he had gotten bitten on his thumb by a black widow. Mostly oh, yeah. it's I mean, men. Yeah, yeah. Mostly men get bitten by black widows. Because they're reckless and they don't, well, yeah. they're not as fearful as I am. Like, because they're reaching into shit they shouldn't. That's how they get. Yeah. Usually get bitten reaching up into something. Yeah, they don't want to bite. Don't listen, I, they I don't know want that they to, don't want to bite. They but are you telling me? No, listen. I do have more brown widows than black, but I do still have some black widows. But I wish we had a computer. And you could search. I'm afraid right. I don't have that. I, I wish, you know I that wish I record admit, all yeah. of this uh, right. via satellite. Right, if, by the satellite. Where we just stand in an open I'm field and you, yell brown and widows are no there. threat to you. I'm telling yeah. you this right now. Yeah. I swear to you. No if, threat, like, because I don't like any kind of pain. So could they bite well, me and I there's nothing that's going to not give you, unless you numbed his fangs with Novocaine before he bit you. Could I? Yes. My I God, I yes. didn't know. <laughs> My God, yes. Uh, but everything's going to give you pain. They're all going to yeah. give you pain. Like where I walk now, there's snakes out there, right? There's a gopher I know, snake. Me too. And it's like, well, I guess it's, yeah, I guess a non-poisonous It's going to give you yeah. pain, but it's not going to kill me. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a revelation. I don't know why I never bothered looking it up. I was Check out, pretty what, sure widow? that brown widows were yeah. just as bad as black widows. They're not. They, and their egg sacs look the same. In Arizona, we don't ha- that I knew of, we never had brown widows. I never, so I just I never it saw was like there was a lighter colored black widow. Yeah, or a high yellow as in the black in the black community, we'd say that was a high yellow. A high yellow black widow. Where's that come from? There's so many. Oh, there's so many things that white white people are starting to know more now because of the internet. Mm. But there are certain terms that black people use all the time that white people still. I'm going to educate your white people now. This is very exciting. So black. I'm very dark black, all right? But in my family, that it ranges in color. 
Even just within your in siblings my family, and stuff? In my siblings. In your immediate yeah. family, wow. And my mom. Yeah, because my dad was darker. My mom's lighter. And then, you know, you got the genetics working. Mm-hmm. So you can have anywhere from black to brown to paper sack brown to yellow to high yellow to red bone. Those are just some of those are some of the delineations. Never. Of being. Yeah, I know. Most white people don't know unless they have close black friends or they spend time on the internet to mm-hmm. learn blacks. Yeah. Yeah. But is that something that that has that doesn't just isn't just it's not a southern thing. It's something that's that like a There's not a black person in America who is wasn't raised by a pack of wild whites. Uh-huh. Uh, when you say high yellow, high when yellow. I hear that, I don't hear the W on the end. High I yellow. thought maybe it was a Southern. Oh, you, they, in, I mean, they might say high yellow mm-hmm. in certain circles. Mm-hmm. I mean, Phil Lamar but would probably say high yellow. He would, unless he was talking to a bunch of black people. Then there he'd say go. high yellow. There you go. He'd do some coding. Uh, yeah. High yellow. Well, let, let, let me let, let me go back to that because the black version obviously is a great example of something that feels like, and you don't have all white audiences, but you although, no. and and I know Jordan has said um, that they sort of said like in general you don't see a ton of black folks in improv in shows. improv yeah and yeah. doing improv but mm-hmm. uh, but that's a show where you th- there's this sense of permission that's like hey we're we know what we're doing we like you you like us yeah. Let, nobody has to be uncomfortable about anything that's going on yeah. here. That this sort of like check the PC at the door. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, and you're fine. Yes. Um. And do you like? How does that relate to kind of your overall experience, even as a young person in the South? And like, yeah. sort of, did you have the experience of? I mean, obviously, everyone oh. has the experience of like this well, is I'm what from, it's like to be black in America. I'm from the South, and I'm from. What was then fairly deep south, which is now more, more knowledged, but then it was fairly deep south in the sense that my dad was beaten by the police for being black. Hmm. We saw the Klan, like spe- specifically driving from my little town, Fayetteville, up to Atlanta. The Klan would be out there like passing out pamphlets Jesus and stuff like that. Christ. So, and it was one of those things where my uncle. My uncles were down visiting us, and they lived in Atlanta. They were the city folks, and we were the country folks. They would go, well, it's getting dark. We better get out of Fayetteville. You know, like black people, if you didn't live in Fayetteville, you didn't hang out in Fayetteville after dark because the police were going to pull some kind of crap. It was going to happen. Right. Like our two dogs were named after, Tootsie and Smokey were named after two of the cops. Oh, wow. There. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, So I grew up in a small town that was getting progressive little by little but I grew up super duper poor and my parents were really old so uh, older when I was born so I grew up kind of with some sensibilities that were for years before me like one of the houses we lived in had an outhouse like we didn't have indoor plumbing in one of the houses that I lived in, like mm-hmm. not toilet anyway. Mm-hmm. So I grew up from super duper poor, really old South. Mm-hmm. Like we raised and slaughtered our own hogs and that kind of stuff. Wow. And now across directly across the street from my family's house was when we lived in the big house without toilets 
is the new Marvel Studios down. Well, it's um, Pinewood Studios, but now it's that's where Marvel shoots all yep, their stuff. Yeah, I know where Pinewood but is. But directly, I lived directly across, hmm. like across the pasture from there, as we mm-hmm, would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I definitely had the black experience. Now, my school, my brothers and sisters were in segregated school, the colored school. Jesus. And they brought them, then they introduced the coloreds into the regular school at some point when they were going to school. And when you went to school, was there a sense of that in school as well? Like did, was there a lot of kind of racial mingling or were, well, was it, everybody it, kind of segregated even though it was quote no, unquote it was, non-segregated? It was, it, you know, okay. So here was the deal with black and poverty down there. The really super duper poor people, poor whites, like the Bissells, they may as well have been black. Like they had, black friends they hung around with black people so you feel it was more of a class thing in some way yeah absolutely and then uh and then in school for me because i it was the comedy thing right i never i got along with everybody so there was never really much of that there was some for sure there wasn't that much of it then plus i was also living there now when i talk to friends on Facebook or whatever from there, the the line of conservative, progressive, black, white, those lines are much more clearly defined than I remember them being mm, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like so does the that feel you get like away it's regressed it. or that it's... Well, it's just the further you get away from it, you kind of see what people were really like. Yeah. You know? I do remember there was one girl that, we were buddies and we wanted to go to the prom together and she was white and I was black at the time and, <laughs> and it was not a good idea. Yeah. I do know that. Yeah. Like there wasn't that much mixing of the races as far as that goes. Now my friends were black and white. That was fine, but I didn't, I didn't really date that much in high school, but that one girl that we were both interested in each other. Like I remember her, Parents had a huge problem with it. And my parents never cared one way or the other. Yeah. Like, my wife is white, but my girlfriend before her was black. I've I've never, and I don't understand people who go, yeah, I like Asian women or I like this. Like, I don't even know how you do that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I like whatever... I don't either. I think that's that's where that that is. All, I mean, this is all. And now I've talked to you too long to make this whole episode about this. And I've been talking about. I mean, I talk about it whenever it sort of comes up, and whether it's to uh, me talking about it with Carla Kakowski, talking about how we feel like we're not supposed to be talking about it because we're both white. Like our uh-huh. sort of like. I don't ever want to offend anybody, but I also feel like why you have to talk about this stuff because yeah. then nobody and, uh, to talking about it with you know yeah. people of all races that I that I think it's on the better. Podcast, but. I, I think like I don't know the total white experience, and I think there even like the thing I broke down to you about the colors, right? I think there's stuff about the black experience that you won't understand unless you're there. Absolutely. And the, and the same thing about the female experience. I mean, that's something Absolutely. that's being talked about a lot with Hillary running is like exactly. so many people feel uncomfortable saying like, to me, it has nothing to do with whether she's a woman or a man right. and saying like, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, it does. It mattered that Obama was black. Yeah. It matters that it Hillary matters. Clinton's a woman. You can't separate those. We're not at a place it now we're where not. we're equal opportunists where we go, listen, I have the, the luxury of not including that yeah. when I consider her beliefs right. or, you know, her policies or whatever. Right. We're 
we're not there yet. Right. And so that's kind of why that's what it made me think of when you teased me about like making a like making references to monkeys as if I need to still be on watch about you, that. You like, need to be on watch. hold up, everyone is still comparing black people to monkeys. Yes. Yeah. Because, but in my mind, that's so right. a fucking absurd and bizarre. Just, like, why I remember, would I ever think that that would be? But an then issue? I remember watching uh, like World Cup or whatever, and then they like they, there were some black players, and they would throw bananas out on the field. It's that's, like I know, I know, it's still and even the kind of shit that still goes on is. Yeah. That's why I teach my son gunplay. Good, and I got suggest to. we all teach our got kids gunplay. Got to. Yeah. It's crazy, and having an interracial kid, you know, especially when I first start talking to him about race issues, like it would be like. What are you? What are you telling me? You know. Yeah. What are you saying? You yeah. know, people used to own people. What do you? Yeah. Like it, that disbelief in the, a kid's face should be that disbelief in everybody's yes. face. Yes. Like, yes. Everybody yes. should look yes, at you. Yes, what yes. do you mean? Yeah. People are still ignorant. Yeah. And I never know who's no, going to be they are. Of ignorant they are. and who's. I was at home last summer, and there was a guy at the park in Fayetteville selling muscadines, which are these southern grapes. They uh-huh. grow in the wild. Really tough skins, and they taste delicious. And big old white dude, big pot belly, look like classic Southern racist. So I go over to his great muscadine truck, and uh, they're about to close. And I was like, how much for the muscadines? He's like, hell, you can have him for $5. There's a big bag of them. I was like, oh, that's cool. Thank you, man. He's like, where are you from? It's like, I grew up here, man. Because I was already on the offense. I was like, I grew up here. Uh, I'm from here. Oh, okay, okay. I just, you know, you look like maybe you come. It's like I live in California now. Oh, hell, I used to be out there in California. Yeah, and then he starts telling me about all his travels. Like, what you do? I'm an actor. What kind of acting? I start telling me, like, hold on, hold on. And he calls this up. Say his name is Jimmy. He calls this young guy. Jimmy, come over here. This boy's an actor. Uh, Do some Shakespeare for him. And these are big southern redneck dudes and this kid who's like 30 something starts some soliloquy oh, from Shakespeare great. like great. southern accent but like who yeah, are you exactly, exactly right not what I would have yeah. ever expected from this big dude in nasty overalls and yeah. big white fluffy beard yeah. yeah that's fantastic then you still got racist. Well, yeah. So my takeaway from and this is racism is dead. Racism is He was one. the last one that could have been, yep. and, and he wasn't. And he wasn't. We did it, America. We did. Now, Trump yesterday said there's no drought in California, which is fantastic. Everybody should go Great turn news. the water hoses Great on. News. That's right. Uh, and now, so no drought in California. Perfect. No racism, no racism. in America. We are, I mean, Solved. I'm finding out that if you can just, if you say something, I mean, yeah. it's true. Yeah. You gotta believe it. Yeah. And spout hate. Good. What are we going to do <laughs> now? It. We've been telling our kids, don't be hateful. Don't call names. Those people are included. Blah, blah. The guy who's getting to very, very possibly the be the president. bully. Yeah. Doing the everything that you tell your kids publicly. not to do. I know. I know. Yeah. I think what you're saying is, won't someone please think of the children? Yeah. Won't they? Yeah, that's exactly what Won't I'm saying. Someone please think, think of, the, of children. the children. I I, I got to get into this MASH game, this mansion apartment shack house. Do you know MASH? This is something that... Mansion apartment shack house. This is something that uh, some children played. Okay. I couldn't tell you who did. Never heard Speaking of it. Speaking of not knowing who to, what to expect, yep. I don't know who did and who didn't. 
I could I sit down with somebody and I think this person's gonna have no fucking idea what I'm and talking about. Like, and they'll oh, be like, man, Oh, I, I used to play MASH it. nonstop. No. And then somebody else that'll be like, Oh, this person who's my same age, my same race, yeah. my same gender will no be like, idea. I have no idea. Did you no mash idea. when you were younger? Mm-hmm. Now how old Gary, I mashed at a school that was mostly Hispanic. Oh really? Okay. Oh. So get off my fucking back. I okay. Okay. Do you want to continue? I do now. Now, <laughs> now I do. I didn't before. Uh, I didn't before, but I now I do. I well, want to mash I know it up. A lot of people have told me that I, you have to get angry at Gary for no reason. Yeah. And that really warms it him really, up. It really, it really warms really me up. It really warms him yeah. up. It's weird. Yeah. That's like getting a it's massage. It's like I'm in fifth grade again. Uh, a this is like getting this is like okay. Your, okay. mash match apartment so what that means yeah. is uh, I should have paused this so I didn't have to put people through this description but basically this is like a weird eeny meeny miny mo kind of game Okay, where uh, the, it's called mash because that stands for mansion apartment shacker house so that thing will be pre kind of determined later um, but then I give you categories in the groups of three mm-hmm. and uh, when you're when you were little it used to be like what kind of car would you drive and you'd be like uh, a Corvette a Porsche and a Lamborghini Okay, three cars I I had no idea what they looked like. Okay. But that's what other people said. So I'd okay, say. Okay, sure. And then it would be like, who do you marry? And you'd be like, Corey Haim, Michael J. Fox, wow. or John Lithgow. Uh, I None of those people that I have crushes on, but sure, just so but strange. Sure. Um, and so it would be these like very generic categories. Okay. And what I like to do on the podcast, I like to customize a little bit. Okay. I have some old favorites that I love. I was okay. going to say old chestnuts. Maybe you like chestnuts. I, I don't know if I've ever eaten a chestnut. I've eaten them. I've eaten okay. them. I've eaten them raw and roasted. That they didn't make it on the list, but, but also like they don't have foods, them. At you know the bulk, yeah, the bulk bulk bin. You're not, not going to see a bunch of yeah. Here's Great. what don't buy out of the bulk bin: the deep fried peanuts over there. Oh, okay. They're still in shell, yeah. And you will eat them until you throw up. Okay. Delicious. I'm sure they are. Yep. Anything that gets done to a peanut, I'm pretty oh, much on board for. Gosh. Butter and other and, and otherwise. I'm going to get some peanuts on the way home. All right. Too. This is this is it. Mansion apartment. You have th- this is your first category. You have an orchard, mm-hmm. three things that you wish you you're, you would be growing in your orchard. Apple. Great. Peach. Pear. Next. <laughs> We're going to move through this really fast. Also, this is uh, a marvelous improviser. He's not intimidated by on-the-fly questions. No, I, well. I love it. I, I know what I not. like. Yeah. I know what I like in my orchard. I was my, prepared for you to say a nut farm. That's why I brought it up. I would easily go pecans too, but right now I'm thinking of a sweet, refreshing fruit. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a real, by the way, a, a Mormon memory that I have in Arizona. There's tons of pecan trees grown commercially. And I Are you think Mormon? My mom is. I'm not. Oh. But, I mean, I was, I guess. Mormon. Mormon. How do you say it's that? Mo- I say Mormon. M- my mom. A Mormon, see? <laughs> uh, I'm saying if your mom is Mormon, do you say... My mom's a mom. My mom. You just say you, you call her your mom. You do again. It's a legal. It's a legality in okay. Arizona. Okay. My mom and uh, so you would. That was a thing where I think the the LDS church, the mom and church owns a, a certain part of the orchard or something. Anyway, that was like a novel thing to do is to go pick pecans <sighs> yeah. on one of these church I do, uh, orchards. I do love pick a pecans. pecan. I yeah. do love fresh pecans. Yeah. But apple, peach, and pear. Yeah. I'm still going to get Getting right to the sweet God, and juicy. I love, love it. Okay. Okay. Next one is three places. Uh, you've got a mansion, apartment, shacker house. That's going to be three places in the world where that one of those things you'll end up with as a vacation home. Three places. Could be anywhere in the world. Uh, wow, I'm not much of a traveler, but I have been to this place and I want to go back. Fiji, and also if you've never been, but you just think it would be great. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I like I like myself 
Uh, <laughs> Fiji, here in the United States. Yep. Where yeah. in the United States? I guess oh, somewhat place close to my, my family around okay. in Georgia. Like a Savannah type situation? or No, someplace in my family. I could get to see my family easily. So oh, maybe, maybe like, you know what, maybe... No, not Savannah. It's kind of racist a little still. It probably still it is. Really I've is. never been there. They I've been to Atlanta have... tons, but... Uh, I'm just going to say around my family in Fayetteville. Great, great, yeah. great, 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 great. Uh, and then the last place, somewhere that speaks a Spanish language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been to Spain, so let's let me just throw it in. let me just go Spain. Let's throw it in. I love it. Uh, now, this is for... Uh, this is my... I do this every podcast. It's my favorite category. It's a little bit um, like an addict talking about something, okay. and, but I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. Three foods that in this world are a little alternate uh, universe that you cannot eat on a regular basis, if at all, in our land of today. Wait that in this, this alternate universe we're creating uh-huh. here, three foods that are good for you that here, not so much. So it's like cheeseburger, brownies, Oh, and that I cream. would want in my face? Mm-hmm. That if on the snap of your fingers, it's almost like you're taking a vitamin. Real quick, just have a little... And it could be real specific. It could be like this one thing that I love from this one place, or it could just be general, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Okay. Wow. You, you've said so many things I already enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I'm only naming the ones I love. I'm not, I'm not that much of an eater, but I will go with cheesecake. Okay, great. I gotta think what I crave. Not a lot. Milkshake. Great. Oh, two dairies, two in the dairy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to do this, but you just said it, and they taste so delicious, and mm-hmm. they shouldn't. Peanut butter and jelly God, sandwich. Baby and Jay, man. They're so good. And I, I didn't know how good they were till I had a kid. Yeah. And then I remembered, yeah. oh my God, those things are delicious. I think that, that that is an annoying hip trend that I've not seen. Now, having said that, I hardly ever go out and I'm not hip, so I don't know. But if I could go to a place where there was like four different kinds of gluten-free peanut butter and jelly, yeah. like toasted, got for me, got to be toasted. I sure. like toast. Not too crunchy. I don't want to scrape the roof of my no, mouth. You don't want to cut but that's that. why I like gluten free bread is somehow it's softer. Like that rice bread, it's like yeah, it's, it's, delicious. It's denser. Like, yeah. Exactly. Give me a nice, toasty, warm PB and J. I would pay I pay seven dollars oh, for a, a very feasty. plain You know, yeah. there was a peanut butter and jelly uh there was a peanut butter place on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. Yeah, see, I wouldn't. Away. This is the kind of thing I don't know about till it's too late. It went away. Well, what are you gonna do? Okay, PB and J. Uh, next category. <sighs> this is tough. Oh, all due respect to your beautiful wife. Uh-huh. This is Mash Universe. Three ladies could be from any era. Could be uh, even fictional characters um, that you would like to either have as your kind of alternate universe partner, or could just be like some sexy times. Oh, okay, Three. any of those. Uh, um, uh, Cindy Lauper. Oh, what a great choice! Did you have a crush on her in the eighties? I used to, yeah, yeah. Like I used to, I just used to love to watch what she was doing. She's fantastic. She still is. Uh, can you think of anybody who's just tattooed and kind of tough? Look, oh, Serena Williams. Oh, there you okay. go. Wow, well, she's toughy. 
And you want someone who also has she, that kind of a tattoo. Hope she's listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I'm looking for a tough tattooed gal. Mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. I like I like tough women. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my gosh. But not like a girl with a dragon tattoo type tough. No. Well, I don't know. I didn't see that. Yeah. What What happened with her? Uh, I don't oh, no. know. The hardest thing I had with her was in the books. This is a this is a very specific female uh, pet peeve. Yeah, is that they he took extra care to talk about how incredibly rail thin with a childlike oh, body no, she no. had no. while still eating whatever she wanted. There was this very specific yeah. thing that he that he, yeah. the way he described her, I was like, I don't like that. I, well, first of I all, like I can't that. I can't handle that thinness, yeah. anyways, and that I don't like what he. You did. know what I kind of like is like a Gina Davis in the Long Kiss Goodnight type, where oh. she's like a great, funny, down to earth oh, lady who funny. also happens to hurl a knife. Funny and always like cut wins. Right down funny her. always yeah. wins. Yeah, to me. Yeah, funny is going to beat everything, and I just can't think of. Oh, Lucille Ball, maybe. Oh, sure. Just to freaking hang out. Sure, with her. absolutely. I love this list. Love it. Um, so I know. So still strong. just thinking. <laughs> She's, She's very so strong. strong. She's very strong. God damn. Uh, okay. Next I wish category. wish I were taller. Go ahead. What? Uh, yeah, my not, brother's got my height. Uh, yeah. One six four and one six two. They stole my height. So Would they be willing to do some sort of bone transplant? They where you can. Well, I believe me, I've tried family to trick should be tighter. It. This is really disappointing. Uh, okay. Next is. Uh, let's do another. Let's do. Uh, Let's do a like a sort of uh, alternate universe career. Some other thing that maybe there might be yeah, even I'll in this it. life you might have been like, mm, I'd like to do this, but the X, Y, and Z of it sounds too hard. Mm-hmm. But in this world, you cherish that. Like for me, I'd be like, oh, I'd love to be an astronomer, but there's a lot of math. Oh wow, Th- yeah. that might be in this world. I happen sure. to love math. Well, I do want I do want to go to space. Okay, great. Like, uh, so I guess. I guess an astronaut that could just go whenever he wants. Then I'm just going to put space traveler. Yeah, a space traveler. That's a better name for it. <laughs> Astronauts. They got a lot of bosses. No, you're right. They got a, a lot of bosses. Traveler. There's a lot that's of perfect. red tape that's got to be cut. A space traveler. Perfect. Uh, president. Great. Because I would be a different kind of president. All right. Uh, and. Some type of scientist, but I don't know what kind yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna put that placeholder in. Yeah, scientist. some kind of as scientist. Long, I'm yeah. assuming not Scientologist or sci- or Christian scientist. I have nothing against. I have friends who are both of those. Uh, I have nothing. I'm just saying. I, maybe I, it's I view all religions pretty much the same. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, yeah, I do I, disagree with it, but yeah. what are you gonna do? No, it's okay. Uh, but I, really I think do. things that work for people when they're not imposed on other people, and I have some, I've had yes. some Scientologist friends yes. who weren't interested in proselytizing. I think that that the, unfortunately the same way with some parts of the Mormon religion, but the the idea of kind of owing money or uh-huh. that doesn't feel like it's by choice in the same kind of but people can do whatever they want well, I will people say can this. do whatever they want as I, well, I just a, want people to be treated with respect whatever yes. religion they are I don't that's have, all I ask I probably am lucky because none of my Scientologist friends have ever proselytized to me yeah. I mean not not any of them yeah so I'm probably me neither me neither uh, I might be lucky in that me neither uh, but okay, then listen, you know I didn't mean to go down like, that road no it's good because even like Baptist method. If you are really deep into the religion, you're supposed to be out there spreading your religion yeah. around this like party. Certainly, that's true for Mormons. Yeah. But I don't. I have. A, I don't have any of those kind of friends. Yeah. 
I don't either. Okay, so but you're a scientist, and uh, and I'm excited to find out what what scientist you can announce it on Twitter. You could write a book about it, three pager. Oh, good. Uh, next category is let's do three people um, that you would have as sort of a mentor. Like you could call this person, could be anyone through history um, who would always pick up the, that phone and be like, Gary, what's the latest? What's going on? And you could be like, what do you think I should do about this? Or just, oh, hey, I'm let's just go, go with have a simple, some coffee. I'm going to go with a simple like MLK. Great. That's Martin Luther King, by the way. Great. Oh, thank you. Is that a black thing? Yeah, I thought you thought you guys call thought, him MLK. You thought I may have thought. I thought you meant milk. That's exactly yeah. What, exactly yeah. Yeah, I love to drink um, milk. The second one, I want to go with the milk. Uh, so let's see, MLK. You just call him and say, "Hey, man." Okay. Um, somebody from once again, I'm so into just crazy sciencey stuff. Somebody from the sciencey world. I mean, uh, I would put Carl Sagan on that list, and I and he's also dearly departed. But yeah, just like somebody who yeah. has that, who spreads that sense of wonder about the sciences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just thought was beautiful. I'm certainly not imposing if, that. No, on if I could list, think but. of the the top guy that I would choose for that right now, I don't know who the top guy is that I would choose for that. I mean, you got Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is yeah, now Neil Neil is very much yeah. He kind of. He's he's bridged that gap in between the layman and science. I don't necessarily need somebody you want to bridge the, you, that yeah, gap. Yeah, you don't need a bridge gap. Yeah. But you need somebody that's most of what he says, the layman doesn't understand what he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. And gotcha. then he could, yeah. So top I don't scientist. know who to put. Top scientist, yeah. Top scientist. Mr. Top scientist or Mrs. Top scientist. Uh, yes. And, and rephrase the question. I'll choose that last one very quickly. Uh, a mentor, kind of hero slash friend that you can pick up the phone and call from any time in history. It could also just be someone who makes you laugh. Yeah. Because you love to well, laugh. Well, you know, I haven't why. talked to Dave Chappelle in a long time. There you go. And that guy is such a good hearted person. He makes me laugh. So I'll Great. go with Chappelle. I think that's an amazing choice. Uh, okay. Next thing is you are responsible for uh, an invention. Give me three that's like, oh, you didn't know I invented the blank? It could be as oh, simple that, or as specific or as like crazy over the top that as are, you want. That are right. That, that and, exists. And, that already exists. The spoon. Wonderful. Naturally. Naturally, <laughs> I had actually already written spoon. Okay. That's how sure I was that you were going to say it. Uh, not the not the escalator, but that handrail on the side of it sure. that you have to hold on. Game to. changer, yeah, because people were like falling over. Yeah, before that, game changer. I love the idea of an escalator being invented and without taste. That. Just taste, yeah, like the ability. To like you didn't taste, know I invented like taste. Really good taste. Taste like the ability to taste food. Oh, that's wonderful. you didn't know I invented taste. I guess I didn't. Yeah, like that's a long conversation. Could not, yeah, Nobody people would just eat and eat without that's satisfaction. Sad. That is very sad. Yeah, God, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, the president of taste. Uh, and then final category is three. <laughs> I put a lot of pressure on myself no, this for this is, last this one. This is amazing. Let's do three movies. That are uh, in this universe real places that you can go into and just hang out in. It doesn't mean you're a character. Oh. It doesn't mean you're following the plot of that movie. It's kind of the world of that. Even movie, though the I think he's evil, like I want to see what it's like in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Okay. Even though Willy Wonka was an evil dude. Well, he eventually, I think Charlie took over the factory. Maybe you, yeah, post Wonka factory. Yeah, just that that factory. Yeah. The factory. I'm there. Regardless. Even though Willie probably ran it. He probably mm-hmm. ran it better. <laughs> uh, uh, another movie where he could go? Well, I would like to see what Mars is like. Mm-hmm. So 
The Martian. Great. Just to go check out Mars. Great, great, great. Just hang out there for a day. Um, I like that you're looking around my house as if there might be a clue. Yeah, there are in your walls. I've, been, I've hidden a lot of clues in this house for sure movies do. you would like I to jump into. I love space. Oh, what was that movie where, where the guy? It was recent, and the guy was like trapped in. He was. He was. He was in between. It looked like it was about space, but they were actually in another. Oh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. So that's an interesting. Story. Yeah, in that. In that. Yeah. I do have a lot of space-related stuff, actually. I saw a rocket over it. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should take you on a space tour of my home. Okay. Now, this is just the, the eeny-meeny process for me. It, okay. The, it, all it takes from you is you just telling me, once I tell you, just tell me when to stop. Okay. But I'm still waiting on your cue, right? This is, no, yeah, I do need oh, you to tell me. I'm doing it right now? Yeah. And I need you to... <laughs> I need you to... Stop. Okay. Boy, it's going to be a long one. I'm going to pause this. I want to reassure you that to the listener, it will seem as if no time has passed. But uh, I will be doing the Sini Mini. And okay. when I come back, I'll have one from each category that you ended up with. Okay. And that will be the end of the podcast. Okay. okay. Ready, willing, and able oh. to serve you, Mr. President. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, Mr. President. What we- do I call you? Your Honor? How's that work? What, it, uh, what am I president of? Sir President? That's up to you. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you're president of your peach orchard. Oh, so did I get peaches? <laughs> you got peaches. Okay. I no, that's know. great because I yeah. picked peaches all the time when I was a kid, so I'm happy with that. Well, this is what's interesting is that you uh, have a peach orchard and your vacation mansion is in Fayetteville. Wow. Okay. Fayetteville. What, the, do, what do white people have to say? Fayetteville. 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 Um, you, uh, so that's wonderful. Pr- your president, you have a peach orchard near your mansion. Oh, oh that's how you call me president. I didn't realize oh, yeah. that. Okay. Well, I am the president. You're just being called Mr. President. I really thought I you were just calling me that. Yeah. Cause my, my, when I turn on my street and uh, where I live, people salute me. They have to I salute me. I understand. Okay, cool. Um, you, uh, I don't know where <laughs> all of this cheesecake is coming from that you have, uh, is it everywhere? you want it. Oh my God! Sugar diabetes, here I come. Now I don't know if you need to. Listen, life in up on Mars is tough, even for one day. So maybe you take some of your cheesecake up there, because I'll tell you what, you're going to visit it. You're going to find out what it's like. Stay there as little or as long as you like. None of this sounds. The cheesecake worries me, frankly. Yeah, the rest of it, I am in love with everything. Control of it, so you can decide whatever you want. If you're not sure what to do about the cheesecake thing, why don't you call up your friend, top scientist? (laughs) (laughs) It's top scientist. Is top scientist coming over? Oh, he could probably he could probably change it molecularly. That's right. So that it's not doesn't have any dairy in it nor Absolutely carbs. Absolutely right. Well oh, done, top scientist. <laughs> See, that is not something Who's Neil deGrasse. Oh, just the president and top scientist. It's well, cool. Well, that's something that Mister Mister Tyson, uh, Doctor Tyson, mm-hmm. could not do. He could not that's molecularly right. change that. But top that's scientists right. definitely no, can. You are in very very good shape. Uh, now, speaking of this sort of science of cheesecake and what it's comprised of, uh-huh. you also have a play in this because you invented taste. Uh, so you are re- you're the reason it even tastes wow. like it does. See, I mean, honestly, 
everything fit. Yeah, I don't know if that's what got you elected president, but I'd say it's likely. The, everything. Uh, I imagine saying in your in your speech, yeah. without me, you would not. Not taste. only that, but telling people, go to your refrigerator right now and get out something delicious. <laughs> right? Enjoy that. The next president, yeah, you won't be able to taste Tasteless. that anymore. Tasteless. He doesn't care about your taste. That's right. That's definitely why. Wow. That's definitely why, sir, Your Honor, Your Highness. Um, and uh, at your side. Yep. Strong as can be. Serena Williams. Beautiful, Are you kidding me? Fierce Serena Williams. Oh my God. Yeah. You, you know what? You can take her to Mars with you. Oh my God. Pop into the Martian movie. She just throw me over her shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And you're <laughs> That's like, right. let's, let's hit some balls. That's let's right. Let's play some tennis on Mars. That's absolutely right. This is a good future. I am not far from crying right now. I mean, this is how I like you to start your Saturday. I am one soft thought away (laughs) from tears right now. I really am. Uh, No, I think they just just came. Yeah. Well, then I need to ask you to leave because I don't don't permit crying in my home. It might mess oh, things up. Oh, that's why I was looking for a tissue earlier. Oh, no, there are no, no tissues. No, 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 no. There's nothing absorbent in your no, home. No, it's all metal. A metal. It's a metal home. Metals everywhere. That's right. Wow. Uh, this is the only final thing that I uh, would ask from you, and um, uh, I look forward to you having no idea what the song is or knowing the song. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I only interview guys during summer, at the end of every guy podcast, I ask my guests to sing whatever their version of a short part of Don Henley's song, Boys of Summer, is. So some part right of on the road today, I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. A little voice inside my head saying, don't look back. You, you can, can never look back. back. I thought I knew what love was. What did I know? And that's enough for that's you. That's great. That's fantastic. Yep. Oh God, Gare! I was going to whistle it, but I that said no. Absolutely, use the throat, pure Gary. gold. Use the throat, your highness. Use Thank your throat. You. Always use the throat. Always use the throat, unless you should lead with lead with your throat. Your throat. A lot of people notice that I do that. Mm-hmm. It's very, very unsettling. Yeah. People. I used to have a very harsh glottal attack. So uh-huh. I, I get, <laughs> glottal. I get, yeah. How dare you? How dare you use She's a like, real term? I know we could do a whole episode on it, <sighs> God, but it's we over. Really could we? Could it's over? Uh, where can people find you? People are going to listen to this oh. episode. Money times over, over. Uh, over and I over think. again. They're going to quote so, when they see you. They're going to quote from. If it. they want me on Twitter, uh, and they do, and I'm often there. It's uh, at Gary A Williams. At Gary A Williams, guys. G A R Y A. They want me on Williams. the other thing. What's the other one? Like Instagram. Instagram. It's Gary Anthony Williams. Okay. All right. You sound apologetic, but I want you to feel okay I'm about sorry. it. That's your name. Uh, <laughs> I like to end every episode with a fart sound, which you just took care of. Oh, so yeah, I got it in. Thank you so much okay. for doing the podcast. Thank guys, you. This was fun. This was really fun. Yeah. Th- listen, he's the best, guys. Uh, hey, well, honestly, compare it to Phil Lamar's, and that's all that matters to yeah. me. Yeah. Phil Lamar's was too educational. Oh, uh, yeah. Dumb. This is, this dumb is more Phil. ribald. <laughs> As the uh, guy who's coaching oh, wait a minute. Skier, you just made me realize it. that this was dumbed down. Oh, big time. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is I like this is like a just empty-headed p- bullshit. God, I hope Serena listens Everyone to walked this. away from Phil's episode <laughs> speaking a new language. And not the same language. Wow. Not the same language. Yep. Multiple languages. Many languages. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, good wow. luck to you. Thanks. Thanks. 
as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.